Hello again, it's Michael from Territory Technology. Today I want to talk about email fraud. Explain a little bit more about what email fraud is, how the emails can be fraudulent, and what the end game is that will essentially cost you money. So email fraud is basically the substitution of information within a legitimate email. So where an email account or a particular domain might have been hacked, it might be one of your suppliers, you owe them money, someone's hacked that email account and what happens is that the invoice information has been replaced with something that looks exactly the same as what you would normally expect however it's got different bank details or another mechanism that essentially is used to extort money from your account the goal of email fraud is essentially cash with everything that we talk about ultimately the end result is cash Office 365 is one of the most hacked email platforms on the planet. That's because there's so many users of it and there's a lot of security that's being introduced. You know, we're seeing in the last six months. However, um, up to date, a lot of accounts still don't have uh, secure passwords. They don't have multi-factor authentication. They don't have a mechanism to stop people from hacking into them. So what happens is that it might be your supplier. They use an Office 365 account. If someone hacks into that platform, they monitor all the emails over a, a period of time. They watch uh, who the invoices are being sent to. And essentially what they'll do is they'll replace that correspondence with um, a, a, a new invoice that looks exactly the same. However, it has different bank details. You reply to the supplier, they'll remove that from their inbox so the supplier will never see it. Uh, and essentially you're communicating with the hacker. Um, they'll be encouraging you to um pay the bills early they'll give you a percentage discount for example we we came across one just recently where a um a, a tenant was supposedly emailing their landlord unfortunately the tenant's email had been hacked um, they thought they were emailing the landlord um, the information was substituted the landlord supposedly offered them three months rent uh, with a 10 percent discount if they paid uh, for the three months um, they paid the three months. It was about eleven thousand uh, dollars. Unfortunately, the bank account information had been substituted. The domain had actually been substituted. Um, the um, the tenant's email and Outlook account had been hacked, uh, and that information was being replaced every time there was correspondence backwards and forwards. So they thought they were dealing directly with the body corporate and the and the and the and the landlord rather. However, that wasn't the case. They were just dealing with the hacker. Um, it turns out that the hacker had also um, modified a number of other invoices. Um, the, the, the person got in touch with us. We helped them. We identified that their account had been uh, hacked and we pretty much shut everything down. We had a look at the information that was in there and found that just about every other um, email that they'd received had been modified in some way, shape or form, um, allowing um, or cha changing the information so that any payments that were made were made to fraudulent bank accounts and that money was transferred straight away. There's a few things that you can do to um, protect yourself in relation to email fraud, one of which is um, any email that you receive, you, you know who it's coming from. So if you're dealing with a particular organisation, they have a, a particular domain and that information can be found out publicly. You can go to that domain, you can see if there's a website associated with it that belongs to the organisation that you're dealing with. Typically, the name of the domain is related to the organisation. So for us, Territory Technology, our domain is techsolutions.com.au. When you receive an email, you can hover the mouse over the email address and it will show you. It's easy enough for me to change 
the name on the on the on the email so it comes in and says that it might be from michael feldbauer but unfortunately underneath i can change the email address that it comes from that's pretty easy to do so you move your mouse over the email address within the mail program that you're using most people tend to use outlook so that's easy and it will show you the actual address that it's come from if you're unsure delete it contact the person and see if it's legitimate Further up the food chain uh, around uh, the domain setup and some of the technology that can be used to prevent fraudulent email, there's a thing called SPF and it stands for Sender Policy Framework. And what that does is it validates that the email server that sent the mail is actually approved to send email on behalf of the domain. So when my mail server or my spam engines receive the email, it looks back at the SPF record, which is posted in the DNS, which is like the phone book, and it says, does this all add up? If it doesn't, we can either quarantine it or just simply block the email. This is a very good way to validate that the email that you're receiving is actually coming from an approved mail service, something that can send on behalf of the domain that you've received the email from. Typically, though, that's done through spam filters and spam engines, so you might need to talk to your IT provider or you can give us a call and we'll help you out um, in relation to putting something in place that's actually going to check for the SPF record. There's a couple of other things uh, in techn technology platforms that, that help and uh, they're called DMARC and DKIM. And again, they're used to basically validate the information that's coming in is actually from the approved sender of that domain. Email fraud is one of the most uh, commonly used mechanisms to essentially gain funds for, for these hackers. It's easy. They can send out millions of emails. They might only get a percentage, a small percentage of a hit, but that's enough um, to you know basically confuse a few people, get a few people to pay a few invoices that aren't, aren't real. Um, in the last uh, six months, you know, we've been involved in investigating uh, in the vicinity of $300,000 that's been paid into incorrect um, email, in, incorrect bank accounts, I should say. And, and typically that's come because the information hasn't been validated. You may have seen uh, our first podcast, it was in relation to um, zero trust, um, which applies in this case as well. If you, you need to validate the information that you're receiving. Another common issue that we see around email fraud is people transacting a lot more on their mobile phones and tablets these days. And that doesn't give you the same <clears throat> accessibility to um, validate that the email address is coming from is correct. In Outlook, as I mentioned earlier, you can hover your mouse over the address and validate that it's correct. On your mobile phone or your tablet, you tend to have to expand the address and expand the address a couple of times to actually see what's underneath to make sure it's the right address. So don't just respond, you know, take the time to check, take the time to validate the information. Otherwise, essentially, it's going to cost you money. Thanks for joining me. Uh, feel free to drop by again. Uh, hopefully we should do a few more of these and keep them coming. Have a great day.